but we always look forward to... Uh, Oh, yeah, next guest. Oh, we always look forward. He was a superstar in the uh, AFL for many, many years. Four-time All-Australian Brownlow medalist, three-time Premiership player. And from the Brisbane Lions and the Western Bulldogs, for that matter, is Jase Nagamanis. G'day, Akka. Good evening it is. Let me tell you, good evening, good evening. How now? How are you, mate? Uh, Brisbane Lions are into a semi-final after a cliffhanger on Thursday night. Yeah, I'm pretty good. I mean, the, the boys last, I mean, the game before that, two weeks before, they were terrible against Melbourne, so they play Melbourne again, thankfully, so hopefully they've learned a few things. I'm sure they have out of their couple of big losses from them, but it was a great game. I mean, the, the, the Lions haven't been too far off for a number of years. I mean, they lost by a point last last year. They had that really close one against GWS, so... You know, you, you got a feel for them. They're eventually going to get one of them, but it's always good to win. I think last year's last year, but you know, it still sits there in the memory bank. But what a game! Probably, arguably, one of the best games of footy you'll ever see, particularly for a final. Now, in your angle, Acker, uh, was Tom Lynch's goal a goal, or was that a point? Well, I, it's sort of funny because I'm I'm okay with them turning it over because in the end they thought that it was going to hit the post. But you know, Ron Brassing said. Uh, I don't know, 20 years ago, he said, just made the goalpost so high they can't kick over them. <laughs> never have to worry. And, and I always think, why don't they just make them a bit bigger? And, and uh, Or you could put, particularly at night, you could put beams at the top of them. You would have seen it. Yeah. You would see it go over the top and you would have, you know, there wouldn't be any problems. But, you know, you feel for, as a, you know, if you're a Richmond fan, you feel a little bit, you know, agreed, but I think in the end, uh, yeah, they usually never never turn those ones over, so I was quite surprised. But no, I, I thought it was a point when I saw the video. I thought, oh, yeah, the replay looks, that looks like it would have went straight into a post that had been that big. Now, Akka, that's what I was here, mate. As, as a player, you, you just touched on before that, um, yeah, Melbourne have given Brisbane a, a bit of a touch-up the last couple, but as a player, how do you look to sort of turn it around? I know as a coaching group they say we can do this than this, but as a player, how did you sort of approach a game like that? You always have your teams that give you a bit of trouble, I think. You know, there was teams in my era that were, were really good battles. I think we used to have great, great sort of games against the Swans and a few other teams. Like the Swans were uh, not a bogey team, but a team that we, we always had more trouble than not. In, in beating but that said I mean if you look at the game the, the thing about the Brisbane uh, Melbourne's games I mean their, their midfield battles have been quite even so their top talent on both sides have been good but then the forward line hasn't got supply for Brisbane and the back line's been under pressure so I think I think if I was Brisbane there's a couple of things I'd like to change particularly the way and how quickly they move the ball a bit like last week if they can move it with that authority they'll be fine but the other thing too is the intensity on the boys around not only around the ball but also off the ball and, and last game it just looked like fair you, you, you thought Melbourne were running into their forward line they were running that hard but it was actually the defenders so the two things that always stand out you can't miss tackles against Melbourne because they will make you pay and you've, you've got to move it aggressively so if you can hold your tackles and keep the ball movement pretty slick and just allow them not to have these uh, intercept turnovers which they love so much so I think I think you can turn you can turn the game in your favour more than you think and uh, we uh, have been praising Lockie Neal's game on the weekend. You were commentating. Uh, how did you obviously see it and kind of fits in well with uh, an on-baller from Brisbane? Yeah, he, look, he's, he's had a terrific year. He's had a couple of quiet weeks to weeks before. I think he's been well held at times during the year. But, you know, I mean, Lockie's a star. So it'd be interesting to see how it goes with all the Brownlow in the next, uh, you know, 
in a couple of weeks because you know he'll be up there. Oh, you think you know Oliver and Petrarca and probably uh, Cripps and a few other players have had really big years. So interesting to see how the umpires saw it. But yeah, he, super game for a final. It's a shame he, he couldn't get three three round votes in that one because he would have got them too. Oh, it certainly was. Did it now? Who did it remind you of? Did it remind you of Simon Black yourself or Michael Voss? His type of game. Yeah, we didn't kick any goals, so he can't really. Uh, <laughs> He had uh, 39 disposals. I think Blackie had 37, which was a record for a grand final. I think it still is. Um, back in 2003. Yeah. You, know, you kicked five that day, didn't you? I did kick five that day. Thanks for reminding me. It was a great day. <laughs> <laughs> you don't need to remind him, do you, mate? Yeah, they thought Clark Kidding had a better game than me. Fair income. I mean, <laughs> but, I mean, I did five goals too, but yes. Oh, man, I think that... I think it's probably more a blackie game, you know, accumulating and yeah. just racking up and destroying the opposition. Now, now talking, if you go back to 03, um, interesting, I mean, your premiership that uh, you won that day, but the lead-up was uh, massive with Nigel Lappin and your you, you comments during that week. Uh, it was just amazing to me that Melbourne gave the information about Christian Petraka and his broken leg uh, so freely to the media. Um, is that sort of where the game's changed? Or, I mean, you, I mean, it would have been frowned upon if, if you had said something like that. Oh, he was. Don't worry. I mean, Lee wanted to sack me. In fact, he he made overtures to make sure I was sacked. And uh, when you kick five goals too, it's pretty hard to get sacked after that. Let me tell you. But I think uh, I, I think I, you know. In the end, I don't know if it's to change the game. But there's no point lying to the media. They'll, they'll be uh, speculating and they'll be doing all kinds of stuff. You just tell them the truth. It's generally, better right. That's what I found. But yeah, the Nigel Apple one was a bit of an interesting one because. You know, I think I, I thought everyone knew he had broken ribs because it was pretty obvious. So he, he certainly had sore ribs, and if they're broken, well, there's not much difference between very sore ribs and broken ribs, except maybe uh, you know, not, we, weren't, we weren't expecting Nigel to have a, a punctured lung thanks to Lee's uh, bloody fitness test. So yeah, I don't know. It's, it's good. It is good. I mean, there's no point lying about things, but they yeah, they, they still get away with a few fibs now and again. The old uh, AFL boys. Yeah, we had Des Headland on earlier, and we well, a couple mm. of things we were talking about. Well, one of them was that uh, the ex Brisbane players now coaching um, and, and doing quite well with Fly and a few others, and we're looking at uh, the Essendon job that uh, Lepich might be an option there. Uh, what do you think about all that? Yeah, I suppose it's just the years, you know. We're, we're quite successful, of course, but then Geelong had a lot of the guys in their era come out and coach. I think, you know, even Rich, uh, sorry, um, Richmond will do the same. Same with Essendon in that era. So, you know, you saw in the 80s, you had so many Hawthorne coaches come out. So I think it's probably a byproduct of, it's a little bit of, a little bit of smoke and mirrors. I mean, don't get me wrong, there's some good coaches uh, in there and there's also a lot, probably a lot of good coaches that miss out on jobs just because of a bit of perception, I think. But, yeah, that, I mean, those guys have done incredibly well, you know, Obviously, Ross's got his second chance, which he deserves. He shouldn't have taken the job in the first place up here in Brisbane. That was that was nearly suicide, soaring as far as a, a job in the AFL goes. But Craig McRae, I mean, Craig's been outstanding and will continue to be outstanding. Chris Cross done an awesome job, despite the locals down there being upset at times. I mean, they're, they're probably flag favourites. So, yeah, I mean, Lepa, Lepa might get a job. You never know. He's been around the traps. He's probably good second time round. You never know with the big Frank the Tank. <laughs> well, the other thing Des spoke about was uh, yeah. upcoming uh, trip, and he said uh, Mr. Pike and yourself had something to do with the organising. I think anything with with Pikey organising would be a good uh, good session. Yeah, bloody dangerous. I mean, the boys have got <laughs> a Sunday after the grand final. We're supposed to have it on the Thursday, but 
it would be hard because sure as sure as anything, there will be one of the boys will be in a grand final, maybe two of them. So on the Sunday at twelve, they're going to have the reunion, and that'll be good. It'll be a good day, It'll be good to catch everyone. And then of course, um, you know, last year we did have a, a golf trip, and uh, but only six of them could come because I was still in lockdown. Can you believe that it was only a year ago? So mm. they uh, they're looking forward to it. The boys, it'll be like a another reminiscing footy trip I bet for a couple of them but yes anything with uh, Pikey involved you, you've got to be careful you know because <laughs> yes oh very true very true now we also uh, we had Shannon Burns on um, just earlier um, and uh, he was talking uh, he's the runner for Geelong at the minute and he was uh, saying that a couple of the messages he was sent out uh, the players couldn't hear him um, in, in certain times. During the premierships and the grand finals that you played with, was there any stage that you couldn't hear your your teammates, um, you know, trying to get the ball or off you or you couldn't, you know, communicate with your players? Yeah, yeah, it happened a few times. I was, uh, I remember once I was yelling at Michael Voss who I, I was telling him to go and pick someone up and he would have been about maybe five metres from me, Max. wasn't in that far in the middle of the MCG and he couldn't hear me. I, you know, it doesn't matter how how uh, uh, loud I yelled, he just couldn't hear me. So that just shows you how how deafening it does get in that arena when she's full and and the, and the cheering and chanting. So yeah, it's pretty cool. It's good, and bad, but yeah, it definitely happened, and it happened a few times. It wasn't the first time, but it, you sort of get used to it. Yeah, lucky most of the time they're looking at you, so you can just sort of point, but. Yeah, no, they couldn't hear me at all, and they probably uh, <laughs> they probably did it on purpose as well. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, Vossie wouldn't want to be picking too many up, but that's uh, the whistle too. The, the umpires whistle. We see a couple of players every now and then just not hear it, and we're, we're watching the TV thinking, yeah, sure, but obviously that's true. It is very true, yeah. It's probably it's hard to tell everyone, you know, when you're playing and you hear the roars and the yelling, you think, oh, yeah. And you just you just naturally just play on, and of course you want to play on because you're, you're about to keep goal usually. So, yeah, it's it's quite it's quite easy to uh, oh you got to give them a break. I mean, thankfully the last couple of weeks I haven't been able to hear the umpires at all, and there's been many times that if that was a regular season game, that'd be fifty metres. So, thankfully the umpires have got common sense, which you, you wouldn't have thought so because they're umpires, but. Yeah, that's crazy things have happened. <laughs> well, there was one incident on uh, Thursday night where there was a 50 paid because uh, the players couldn't hear the umpire. So, uh, you know, they, 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 they do sometimes uh, make mistakes, don't they? Oh, they do. Well, those guys won't be, won't be uh, umpiring the grand final. I'll give you the tip. So, you know, that's what happens when you stuff it up. But that's it's, it's hard enough to be an umpire, let alone, you know, make judgment calls when it's sort of that loud did they hear me did they not I blew the whistle four times I could hear it but you know could they it's yeah it's pretty crazy it doesn't really it, it doesn't help anyone that they're not going to play on if they think that there was a whistle that they heard that's for sure but you know better than the doubt and that's umpires for you and uh, this time of year obviously when when you come out and play played quite uh, quite well how did you prepare yourself to just go that level up yeah, I mean, for me, I always thought we were really lucky with the teams we had because there was another level we could go, and I, I always felt that, just psychologically, we were pretty strong. So uh, I think, you know, I played a lot of finals, played a lot of good finals as well, and I think the reality is you just got to, you know, it's more just getting your body right. If your body's in, in full fitness, then you, you know you'll be able to run and tackle, and the four quarters doesn't really bother you, but if you've got a niggle or, or carrying anything around, it does concern you. So you always have those years where you, you do have a few injuries here and there, but 
you know, if you if you're in good condition, you just sort of. I love to run, so I just knew just run and run and run and keep running until you can't run no more. And, and I knew I'd be be held in good stead. So I always I always focus on the things I that I could control, like running and tackling and chasing. And then the, the offense would always come, and I was never too concerned that I, if I was going to get a kick or not, or if was, people going to laugh at me or whatever. No, I was just. Just, just go and do the things you like doing on a footy field and tackle and chase and your teammates will eventually find you the footy. Certainly will. Uh, so Friday night, uh, it's Melbourne versus Brisbane. Uh, Brisbane coming off a great win against the Tigers. Melbourne losing to the Swans on uh, on Friday night. Uh, how do you think that game will go, uh, Acker? Well, I feel like it's always going to go one way or the other. You know, Melbourne going to be comfortably or Brisbane's going to take it up to them and you know, I think Melbourne last time focused on the fast start. Brisbane's a, a, usually quite a fast starting team, but I thought even last week against uh, Richmond, they didn't really get going as quick as they wanted. So they should have some confidence that they can stay in the game. I think if Brisbane do get a roll on early, you know, I mean, they can be hunted down, Brisbane. Um, they've been the worst last sort of last half team, last quarter team, but they've actually, you know, come to finals, they'll find. So it doesn't really mean anything. I think the boys uh, will have to, they, they know they have their job cut out to them, for them, but I don't think they, they're, um, you know, they, there's no doubt there's a bit of a monkey there because of the defeats, but yeah, I, I think they've still got enough good players and, and a good game sense and tactics to really take it to them. But you just never know, you know, that, that might have been just enough. We won another final and we're fine. All the boys could just take it to another level and you just never know. You look at Bulldogs last year and you got always got teams who can come in the bottom part of the eight and just upset everyone and get all the way through to a grand final. Sometimes they win it. So you just never know and that's the thing about it. I, I don't know. they got to rock it after that loss, uh, myself included. You know, they were terrible and they've, they've improved and they've, they, they've got a lot of things they, they're throwing the magnets around again they, they're starting to look like they've got a team that they can you know start to have plan B if it doesn't go right so yeah it's going to be an interesting one so it'll either be a, a really close game hopefully the Lions win or it'll be a blow, bloody blow and no one'll be interested at all so hopefully it's <laughs> fair enough how's the house market up in Brisbane going mate? Uh, it's going really well yeah I mean I've got about ten listings, it keeps going. So it's it's been that bit's been good. A lot, a lot of uh, agents struggle for stock, but I've been lucky. So it's uh, they're still selling. That's crazy. Uh, it's still getting good money. So it just depends on I suppose the area and the house and the agent. You know, obviously, I like to think you're doing a better job if you got me. But you know, <laughs> <laughs> the well, stock sells itself if the price is right. You, know? you get the handstand when you when you sell with you, don't you? You do, yeah, particularly at options and stuff, yeah. <laughs> well, it seems to be uh, a common thing. We spoke to Cam Mooney, him and uh, Anthony Stevens are doing a bit of real estate down that way. Uh, seems to be a, a good sort of line to go into after uh, AFL life. Yeah, it depends on what you like. I mean, I always, I like real estate. People can <laughs> uh, take or leave people, and some of them are just ears. But I think uh, <laughs> when you, we're always, I, I did all my contracts over certain years, so I enjoy negotiating for people, you know, you're making the money, it's not a bad thing, so I, I don't know, it depends on what you like, if you like getting out and about, you know, trying to do a deal for people, it's not so bad, it's, you know, it, the good thing about real estate, which I tell people all the time, is, is actually the, the wage can be unlimited, you know, and it's not it's not bound by anything, you can earn more than you've ever done in your life if you have a good year, and if you don't, well, you just earn less, so it's, it's not a bad thing to do. Uh, Sounds good. It is not. uh, So, um, if it's not Brisbane, mate, who wins the premiership? I hope Geelong does, uh, probably for Chris Scott, but, you know, any of the boys, 
uh, you know, if Chris can win or, or the, you know, I don't know if the Pies will do it, but they've got a great coach with Craig. So, yeah, I don't mind. Um, Melbourne might be a bit tough, but I, I just, I still think Sydney is such a dark horse. You never know what's going to happen. That's very true. Hey, Aka, um, we'll, thank you. we'll leave it there, mate. But uh, thank you very much for your time, mate. Uh, it's always a joy chatting to you. It's always a big thrill leading up. So uh, thanks uh, so much for your time. Thanks, Aka. Yeah, anytime, boys. I'll send you that invoice for 10 grand. <laughs> <laughs> no worries. Less than Kappa, <laughs> right? Sure, so. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, mate. Thanks, mate.